Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor, cookbook author, and supporter for nutritional medicine. The Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutrition, and healthy living taken from my main podcast called The Doctor's Kitchen Podcast. And if you want to learn how to eat well every day, check out my recipes, books, and free newsletter at thedoctorskitchen.com. We're just talking about stress being one component. Of course, diet is important. Of course, movement is. Of course, sleep is. Um, I'm not saying that stress is solely responsible, but what I am saying is that it's one of those factors that many of us aren't thinking about. You know, we get to January, everyone's thinking about diet, they're thinking about getting to the gym. Very few people are talking about, I better address my stress levels this Mm. year. And that's really my drive behind writing this book was to raise awareness that this is a problem. This affects pretty much everyone. And, And the reason why I also think that medical school didn't potentially serve us that well for things like dealing with stress um, is because I'm not sure, you know, I was at medical school between 1995 and 2001, okay? So I'm aging myself now quite a lot. Um, I just, of course, I I was younger then, but I don't recall lives being as stressful as they are today. And I do think that technology is a big part of that. You know, this is not an anti-technology piece at all. The book is not anti-technology. I think technology is absolutely fabulous. But I do think that as a society, we haven't quite yet figured out what are the good rules around how we use technology so it really serves us rather than harms us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of what, what I try to do is split this book into... A bit like my first book, The Four Pillar Plan, I took four pillars here, the four big, what I call stress superhighways that exist in the 21st century, and really helped to split the book up into four quarters to make it really easy to understand. And one of the bits, one of the pillars in in this book is relationships. And I think technology really plays a role here because, you know, we're told, aren't we, that we're more connected than ever before. And I think that's true in a digital sense. You know, I've got friends all over the globe now uh, that I would never have had 
in a million years without the advent of social media and technology. I can now talk to my family in Kolkata in India and see them in pretty close to high definition what they're doing in real time. I mean, that is phenomenal. But electronic communication is not the same as deep human meaningful interaction mm. i think somewhere along the last sort of five ten years we really need a reminder of that i think our relationships are struggling i think you know we're not prioritizing friendships as much as we used to because we're all so busy mm. we see on social media what our friends are doing we see their holiday snaps we see what they're doing in the house so on some level we don't even feel the needs to see them in real life and catch up with them. Yeah, I get that a lot, actually. I get, like, my friends who follow me on social media and they're, like, some of my closest friends from medical school. And when we eventually meet up, it's kind of like, well, I know what you've been doing anyway and that's why I didn't feel the need to reach out or to, like, uh, turn up for these uh, meetups and, and stuff because I kind of know what you're up to. So uh, I, I didn't feel the need. But actually, we are losing that deep, we're, meaningful connection. We're, we're right? missing something yeah. and, it's, and it's integral for our stress levels, for how we feel. You know, on one level, by not prioritising our friendships, we end up putting more pressure on those relationships that are... Let's say we have a partner, or so I'm married to my wife. So if I don't see my friends, then suddenly there's a huge pressure on my wife to be everything. You know, to be my lover, my um, my best friend, someone who I bring up children with. You know, you know. before they say it, it takes a village, right? But now we're living these lives where we moved away from our family and friends. Often we we moved away for work. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're sort of living you know we're trying to bring up children some of us without any support at all often now two parents might be working um we don't have friends nearby and we're literally we're missing out on what all these different people and these different relationships would would nourish us and i over the last few years you know particularly when i started making tv programs i realized that as i was getting busier and busier i deprioritized my friendships it's not that i didn't still love my mates a bit and want to see them but yeah, we just didn't put dates in the diary. So, you know, we didn't see each other that often. And it had an impact. And, our, you know, over the last two years, we made a vow. You know, someone like Jeremy, one yeah, of them, you know, yeah, we made yeah. a vow that twice a year because I don't live near my really, really good friends. You know, my really good uni mates, we all live hundreds of miles away from each other. So for us, a weekly get together is not a possibility. Mm-hmm. So we say twice a year, we're going to get together for a golf weekend. Now, why is it golf? It's it's actually nothing to do with golf. Golf is the glue that gets us there. But when we're there, we're just hanging out, interacting. You know, I come back, even if I go into that physically and mentally exhausted, I come back feeling refreshed. I come back and I'm a better father. I come back, I'm a better husband, simply from spending two days with my friends. I mean, that's incredible. So one of my tips is to make sure we have set a date. There's always a date in the diary to see one of your friends in real life. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutrition, medicine, and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. So do go check it out. And my latest cookbook is 321. Three portions of fruit and veg per person, two servings per recipe, and all using one pan. Find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen and sign up for recipes every week at thedoctorskitchen.com. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day.